Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. That theme song lets you know it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our Bible study by way of our website. We're glad you're with us today. We pray we will get some insight clear instructions from the Word of God today, and that the result of all of the pressure that we are under through this time of crisis that we are in right now. By the way, uh, we've been in other times of crisis, and crisis will be continually a part of, of our expression of circumstances of life, living in a faulty body, in a fallen world, with a formidable foe called the devil, amen, is always going to be uh, creating different kinds of crisis in our life. Crisis it can be a positive word if, if we look at it in its meaning. Uh, it means we've come to an impasse and we have to turn one way or the other or the circumstances have brought us to a place that, that things are going to go one way or the other, and it is not a pleasant place to be in, but it is the pleasant, the present circumstance that we are in. Jesus talked about it this way. He, he, he prepared us for living in a faulty body, in a fallen world, with an enemy that is set against our soul, and this is what he said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. The, not the great tribulation that's the day of the Lord that's coming, but simply by living uh, in a faulty body, in a fallen world, you shall have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now that word tribulation in the Greek is thelpsis, and it literally means pressure, bringing anguish, and it, 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 but he told us, he said, I'm going to give you peace in, in this circumstance that you are in, in this fallen world. I'm going to give you peace, not as the world gives. Give I thee my peace. I give unto thee. And you can see how his peace was not circumstantial as the world would give when all the trials are gone, all the pressure is gone, all the problems are gone. No, no. He said, my peace I give you. He stood serene in Pilate's hall when when everyone had forsaken him and he was in giving himself over into the hands of people who hated him. Listen, and yet he said, my father is always with me. Amen. He was serene in those circumstances. This supernatural spiritual peace is available to us today because God is with us. Christ is with us. And he said, I'll never leave you. I will never, no, never forsake you. I will, however, go with you all the way, hallelujah, even unto the end of the age. We are in a fallen world and we are in a particular crisis here in America today and the nations of the world. But if you are a Christian today, I want you to know the promise of God is real to you and to me. Amen. You know, in the Old Testament, the, 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 the Scripture said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of 
them all. Praise God. God's promise. And when it says delivered them out of them all, it doesn't mean we will never experience anything, but we will not be defeated by them. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, New Testament counterpart says, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that has come to try you <laughs> as some strange thing has happened unto you. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that that you are able to bear and will with the temptation make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. So today we're going to be talking about growing in the fire. Growing in the fire. God develops character in, in the midst of these intended evils against us. And yet, something, if we, if, I, I just want to see, I want to see some things, I, I want to see some things backfire on the devil, just to be honest with you today. Amen. Some of his plans that he has for you and me in terms of persecutions and prosecutions and, and all kinds of afflictions that may occur, everything that he brings against us because of his hate for God and his hate for everyone who in any way resembles him or represents him. Well, I both resemble, I pray, and represent God. And, and it draws the fire of the enemy as it did in the early church. And I want you to turn with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And let's begin to read together. And by the way, while you're turning there, has anyone here had an unspiritual moment when you came down, uh, you, you know, you, you, you turned on the television, especially if you're a little bit older, uh, and you watched uh, the Roadrunner and the, and the Coyote trying to catch him. And, and the Coyote would always come up with some trap and it was always from the Ajax company that he got this contraption and uh <laughs> yeah, and and he's got this anvil probably uh suspended uh over top of this way that the road runner would be coming and he would pull the rope for the anvil to fall on him but it wouldn't fall on him <laughs> it didn't turn loose it did his trap didn't work right and so he goes down and he grabs a hold of it to see why and yanks on it and it falls on him. What I want to see today in the life of the church, in my life, in your life, in the body of Christ, is the schemes of the enemy to backfire on him. And the deception and the discouragement that he wants to bring us backfires. And instead, we grow in the fire instead of running running to try to get away from it. I'm not asking for trouble. Hey, you don't have to ask for it. All you have to do is live in this world. For Christ promised that you will never find in a promise box one of those little, you know, look like a loaf of bread with all promises in it. You won't find this promise. In this world you shall have tribulation. Nobody wants to hear that. Well, you don't, whether you hear it or not, if you are a Christian, it does not exempt you from living in a fallen world. And in this world, you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. 
I have overcome the world. Praise God. So there is such a thing as actually growing because of the pressure instead of just groaning because of the pressure. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. I'm going to read uh, quite a bit here today, but it's important that we get the entire message. Listen to it. Paul Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as is meet. And here's what was happening. Here was the growth that was occurring. And as we read, we'll get the context for this this really fantastic spiritual growth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Because that your faith groweth exceedingly. And the charity, the love, the divine agape love of every one of you toward each other is abounding. There's something about all of us being in this thing together. The trials, the tests, the temptations. We're in this thing together and there's a bond uh, when we see ourselves as fellow soldiers. Praise God that that occurs. Verse 4 says... so we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God and your, for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Praise God. Amen. Their, their faith grew exceedingly in the fire of persecution and testing. And their love for one another abounded. This word aboundeth is like a, a river when that flood tide comes over its banks. It cannot be contained. And the patience and faith sustained in all of your persecutions. Patience is developed. How does patience develop? <laughs> the Bible said tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience, hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. Uh, the little little adage that you've heard before is, I prayed for patience and I got tribulation because tribulation worketh patience. You see, it's possible to grow in the fire, to actually grow in the furnace of affliction. Amen. Listen to the rest of this. Amen. It said, seeing that, well, let me back up to verse 5 which is a manifest token of the righteous judgments of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which also ye suffer. Amen. And it goes on. I'm not for time's sake to read the rest of it. You can. God's going to recompense. A day is coming. A day of judgment is coming upon them that have persecuted us and the, the devil that has tried to destroy us and all of that is coming. There's a, a day of vengeance and recompense coming. But right now, the issue is, are we going to find out how to grow in the fire rather than be, be consumed by the fire and get discouraged and despondent and, and want to give up? We live in a day when evil seems to be winning on every hand. How do you live 
above the chances and changes and circumstances in life? What is your and my security when hunted down like an animal for your love for Christ? You know, the Bible said we are persecuted, but not destroyed. And that word persecuted means chased as a deer. The, the devil is like a roaring lion who walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The Apostle Paul demonstrated in his life that the believer can experience peace in the midst of the fire. A day is coming when evil will receive the just reward. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. God who is judge of all sees all. He'll repay with affliction those that afflict His people. But this is no tit for tat. It involves the righteousness of God. Paul's letter is a good example of grace-oriented ministry to people who are hurting. The principles we learn from this passage gives us strength to face everyday life filled with all of its pressures. It also gives us resources to help people who are hurting. I'm going to tell you, if you've been through anything, you are highly qualified to help somebody else that is going through something. In fact, the Scripture tells us that we're to, we're to, to, to use the same comfort, to comfort one another with the same comfort wherein we are comforted of God. Hallelujah. And believe me, amen, if God has brought, if you've trusted God and He's brought you through something, uh, not only have you gotten through it, you are better for it. Amen. I've often said, trials will make you bitter or they'll make you better. Well, God wants them to make you better. Hallelujah. I don't understand everything, but I am asked to trust the Lord with all my heart and not to lean on my understanding. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason I can trust Him with all of my heart, without Him having to explain Himself in every situation, I don't get everything. There's an inequity here. It's not going to change till Christ comes and rules and reigns on this planet. Amen. There are people blessed that have been wicked and people that are hurting that have been righteous. I don't get all of that. But I know one thing. Amen. I, I know that God loves me enough that He gave me His Son. And that Christ loved me enough to stay on the cross. You know, there's an old pop song. Well, it's not that old, but it's aging pop song that said, I don't know much, but I know I love you. And that may be all I need to know. Well, I don't know much, but I know God loves me. And that may be just exactly what I need to know. Because the devil wants me in every trial, every test, to question the love of God. And it's that question of questioning of His love that is going to cause me to waver in my faith. I have to look past my circumstance, my understanding, my feelings, and my emotions. And I have to look back to the cross. Hallelujah. And declare, in spite of my own inability to understand or comprehend the whys and the wherefores, God loves me. 
I know my Redeemer lives and I know He loves me today. Hallelujah. And somehow, some way, He is going to sustain me and He's going to bring me through because I will not stop trusting in Him. Praise God. That's what backfires on the devil. And the first thing that we find here is that their faith under the pressure of persecution and the pressure of temptation, their faith flourished. Your faith, in verse 3, groweth exceedingly. Amen. I like, I like one translation said, your faith is greatly enlarged. Hallelujah. Paul encouraged these persecuted believers by saying your faith is greatly enlarged. See, Satan's intent was to detract from the faith, to get them to literally lose and leave their faith. Amen. But Paul said, you know what? Your faith is being greatly enlarged. These Thessalonian Christians were making spiritual progress in God's purpose of bringing them to maturity in Christ. Their faith was greatly enlarged. The word is a compound meaning in the Greek. Increasing and grown over, above and beyond. Hallelujah. Their faith was growing abundantly above normal growth. Wait a minute. You mean the trials caused their faith to grow greater and stronger? That's exactly what happened to them. Their faith in Christ was growing more sure every day. They were secure in Christ and their faith was enlarged day by day by day. And this is the work of God through His Word and the Holy Spirit in their hearts. Hallelujah. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I don't know what you do when the troubles come, but I go back to the Word of God again and again and again. And because I'm, I'm literally not just drawn to the Word, but sometimes driven to the Word by the pressure that I'm under for the counsel that I need, for the comfort that I need. You know, the Bible said the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning that through the patience and comfort of the Scripture that we may have hope. Hallelujah. Faith was growing in the fire of persecution. And so it tells me something, that faith grown in the fire of persecution and pressure grows exceedingly fast and exceedingly strong. Hallelujah. Look how this backfires on the devil. If we will keep our trust in God so He can do this work in us. First Peter 1, 6 and 7, listen. It said, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. This word greatly rejoice means to be exuberantly glad. 
to exult with joy. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the, the scripture said when they said, if they spoke evil of me, they're going to speak evil of you. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So don't marvel that the world hates you. It hated me first. Amen. But the Bible said these trials, they're going to be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You see, salvation is realized by faith as a thing so actually present as to cause exulting joy in spite of existing afflictions. I have joy because I'm saved today. I, no matter what else occurs, to, oh, there's things going to interrupt it. There's things going to threaten to steal it. But I want you to know that being saved today, this saving faith that we possess as children of God is more precious than gold that perisheth. Amen. Jameson Fawcett Brown's commentary says, If gold, though perishing, is yet tried with fire in order to remove dross and test its genuineness, how much more does our faith, which shall never perish, pass through a fiery trial to remove whatever is defective and to test its genuineness and full value. Oh, hallelujah. Friend of mine, our testings that God permits sometimes and allows is going to bring greater glory to Him and it's going to bring growth in our character. Praise God. The great truth to be discovered is that God can in fact, in His infinite wisdom and His divine foreknowledge and His sovereign power, take what Satan means for evil, bend it to His eternal purpose, and bring good out of it. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 many times is called the knot at the end of the rope. Someone said, when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. Amen. Well, it doesn't take me long to get the end of my rope because my confidence in myself, I have learned, as Paul said, not to trust in ourself, but, into, but our trust is to be in God and God alone. Hallelujah. Not to trust in ourself, but in God who raises the dead. God who is, can do the physically, humanly impossible. Praise God. I get to the end of my rope very quick. But the Scripture said that He's able to make everything work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to His purpose. And what is His great purpose for every single child of God? Amen. I'm not talking about our respective callings and offices. I'm talking about His absolute paramount purpose in developing you and developing me through these trials and tests. Listen to it in context. There's a verse 29 to, to verse 28. Verse 28 says that God is able to make everything work together for good to them that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Verse 29 reveals His eternal purpose for every one of us for whom He did foreknow. He did predestine to be conformed to the image of His Son. 
to be conformed to the image of His Son. Hallelujah. You see, trials can cause us to be bitter toward God, or they can drive us to a greater dependency on Him. That's when it backfires on the devil. When what He pushes against us, drives us to God, doesn't divide us from God, and brings us to a greater and even greater dependence upon Him. Hallelujah. That's when faith grows exceedingly fast and exceedingly strong. If we choose dependency, we will find His grace sufficient and we will experience supernatural peace when we trust Him exclusively. It is in this way that faith grows exceedingly. Why? Because all self-sufficiency is gone. All confidence in man's systems is gone. Is that occurring with you? It's already happened to me. I've given up on me, but thank God God hasn't. Hallelujah. But I'm, I'm trusting in Him. Amen. Man's systems? Are you kidding me? Look at the chaos. Look at the confusion. They can't even make up their mind what we're supposed to do to be safe. That one says this, the other says that, the other says this, and it's just crazy out there. Man's systems can't give us this peace, can't offer us this consolation and this help. Over-dependence on others is replaced by greater dependence on God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll tell you, you sometimes your, your friends will turn on you. Sometimes your, your people you've, you've known for years will just suddenly forsake you. Amen. But I, I, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do you go? Where do we go? We go to the rock of our salvation, to the stone that the builders rejected. I stand by, I stand by the rock and the rock stands by me and my rock is Christ. Praise God. We seek fulfillment in no other than Him. We take refuge in no other and we desire no other. So faith then is purified and God is glorified. Hallelujah. So faith is developed and thrives right in the furnace of affliction, right in the flames of trial. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you, when people see us going through these things and coming through these things with our faith intact, and not only... Have we survived that thing? But we have, we, we, we're thriving. Praise God. Amen. Our faith has been deepened. Our love for one another. Amen. Recognizing our need for each other, not just to be ministered to, but to minister to one another. Amen. And in the midst of the pressure, our perseverance under pressure, making progress instead of being stymied by fear, instead of being depressed and despairing because of doubt. God grows us. And then as He grows us, He can trust us. Hallelujah. With, 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 with the testimony of Jesus because we're not going to do like a turtle and pull in our head. We're not going to, we're not going to be cast down. We're going to raise our eyes. And look upon the fields, for they're white unto to harvest. We're going to be ready 
instant in season, out of season, to give an answer to all men for the reason of the hope that is in us. And friend of mine, we're going to raise our eyes because we know the coming of the Lord is very, very soon. Praise God. We will not be cast down. Hallelujah. We will not be defeated and we will not be defrauded out of seizing the day. This time that we are in is a time of great trial, great testing. Yes, a shaking is here. Everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken and it's occurring. Even Christian leaders are renouncing the faith. I'm going to tell you some. It's time to dig in, dig deeper. (laughs) Hallelujah. Encourage one another and go forward and, and let the devil... Let the devil understand and know in order to stop us, you'd have to stop him because greater is he that's in us than you that are in this world. Praise God. Friend, there's victory today in Jesus, but there's only victory in only Jesus today. There is no other victor and there is no other victory for us, but we don't need another We have all that we need in Jesus Christ who said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will go with you. And His peace is ours today. The peace of that knowledge, that experience, that understanding. God is with you today, dear friend, right where you are, whatever you're facing. You are not alone You are never going to be alone. He will not abandon you. Amen. The Holy Spirit is with us. I'll give you another comforter. I won't leave you orphanous. I won't leave you like an orphan, comfortless. I'll send you another comforter. He'll be with you. He'll be in you. He'll abide with you forever. Hallelujah. Alone, you're going to feel like it, but you're never really, truly, ever alone. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus today, dear friend, the Bible said you're truly alone. You're without hope and without God. It's the worst possible place to be in this present world. Without hope and without God to give you any hope. You are hopeless. Suicides have been occurring among people with plenty of riches and fame and fortune. The depression that's hanging over this helpless and therefore hopeless world. Oh friend, come to Christ today. Don't run from Him. Run to Him. Let Him As you repent of your sin, let Him forgive your sin and keep His promise to never leave you, never forsake you, to give you His peace right here and right now in Jesus' name.